Auto dealers, are you missing the most engaged buyers because you don't know where to find them? At eBay Motors, you'll find buyers so motivated they purchase a car or truck once every three minutes. Just call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Hello and welcome to Daily Drive. It's Wednesday, January 19th, 2022. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor of Automotive News. In the second part of my conversation with GM Chief Economist Elaine Buckberg, we talk about the economics of electric vehicles. But first, let's run through all the news you need to know to keep up in the auto industry. Happy birthday to Stellantis. The world's fourth largest automaker was formed one year ago today by the combination of Fiat Chrysler and PSA Group. CEO Carlos Tavares has pledged to give each of the company's 14 brands a decade to prove its worth, a plan for the long-struggling Chrysler brand to go all-electric by 2028 has been embraced by many U.S. dealers. One went so far as to call it brilliant. Stellantis says it will lay out its long-term strategic plan on March 1st. No doubt that plan will include keeping the Ram brand competitive in the all-important full-size pickup market. An interesting differentiator in recent years has been multifunction tailgates, and now it appears that Ford is working on one to counter similar offerings from Ram and General Motors. Ford recently filed patents for a tailgate with a door, easy access steps, and other features. GMC popularized similar features with its MultiPro tailgate that has since been expanded to the Chevrolet brand under the name MultiFlex. Ram offers a similar tailgate. It's unclear if Ford will produce a multifunction tailgate or when it would be offered. As usual, there's a lot of news in the world of electric vehicles. Sticking with Ford, the automaker expects to book an $8.2 billion gain from its investment in electric vehicle maker Rivian. Ford says the money will be included in its fourth quarter results. It plans to report earnings on February 3rd. Ford carried a roughly 12% stake in Rivian when it went public in November. Ford originally invested more than $800 million in the EV maker. Last year, the two sides canceled plans to jointly develop a vehicle. For Tesla, the leading EV maker, a legal challenge over its automated driving system, California prosecutors have filed two counts of vehicular manslaughter against the driver of a Tesla on autopilot. The driver allegedly ran a red light, slammed into another car, and killed two people in 2019. The Associated Press reports that the defendant appears to be the first person in the U.S. charged for a fatal crash involving a motorist who was using a partially automated driving system. General Motors has won a tax break to launch a $1.3 billion expansion of its Orion assembly plant in Michigan, The automaker has indicated that an expansion of the factory could be used for battery assembly as well as new vehicle platforms. Orion Township officials approved a 50% reduction in property taxes over 12 years if GM moves forward with the project. The Chevrolet Bolt is currently assembled at the plant. Sticking with GM, 
Charging network company Blink says it will supply level 2 chargers at General Motors stores in the U.S. and Canada. The units can generally provide a vehicle with about 18 to 28 miles of range per hour. No word on how many chargers are being installed. That's the news you need to know for today. Charging is, of course, really important for electric vehicles. GM Chief Economist Elaine Buckberg, in our conversation, stressed that federal infrastructure funds to support public charging should be spent in a timely manner to boost consumer confidence in the technology. We'll be back with part two of that interview after this. The most motivated car buyers aren't knocking on your door anymore. They're online, but you don't have to look far. You can find them at eBay Motors. Our platform features over 7 million engaged users. Our buyers are so engaged, they enter over 3 billion search impressions per month and buy a car or truck every three minutes. Today's car buyer has high expectations when they browse online. eBay Motors helps you meet those expectations. Use machine learning with our AI-driven vehicle pages, and you'll automatically optimize your buyer's experience. It's as easy as listing your inventory and watching as the most engaged buyers find you. If you've ever uploaded your automotive inventory to a website, you have more than enough skills to get your cars listed on eBay Motors. It will feel like you're setting up an entirely new car dealership within minutes. Once you list your available inventory, you'll have additional support from the platform, including a single destination page for your entire brand. Want to generate more sales automatically? eBay Motors lets you choose between auction, classified, and fixed price listing options so the site does the heavy lifting. It even integrates with your existing dealer or vehicle management system. All you have to do is list your inventory. Sit back, relax, watch a movie, and then check back in to see the sales you've made. How do you start? It's as simple as creating an account. Call 866-210-5362 and mention the code AUTONEWS to get 50% off your first two months. Find out why selling cars has never been this easy. That number again, 866-210-5362. Welcome back. Yesterday, you heard me interview GM Chief Economist Elaine Buckberg about the U.S. economy as we begin 2022, sort of a sneak peek for the Society of Automotive Analysts annual Outlook Conference next week. Today, we dig in on the economics of electric vehicles, automakers' aspirations, consumers' interest, and the role of the federal government in supporting the transition to cleaner transportation. So let's turn to electric vehicles, uh, such, a, such an important topic for the auto industry. The uh, EV incentives uh, from the federal government, whether it's $7,500 or as much as $12,500, that's a lot of money. It makes a big difference in the prices consumers pay. Uh, so that must have a big impact on EV adoption. What, what does adoption look like if the federal consumer support runs out versus whether it gets reloaded at, let's say, $7,500 for the rest of the decade? So first of all, in terms of driving EV adoption, passing the Build Back Better Act with that EV tax credit in it is a really powerful driver the, that whether it's 7500 8000 12500 that's a large amount of money to compress that EV ICE price gap and um, tip more buyers toward EVs. But even without that, the outlook for 
EV adoption is getting stronger and stronger. And I, I'll point to a few things that have even changed in recent months. First of all, the outlook for the offerings in the market uh, it, that are EVs versus ICE is rapidly shifting. You know, we've said that we're going to have uh, 30 EVs in market. At the White House, we pledged jointly with Ford and Stellantis to target 40 to 50% EVs by 2030. And GM has set our aspiration of zero emissions in all light duty vehicles by 2035. But virtually every automaker has laid out ambitious EV goals in the last year. And that means that that outlook for EV choices is steadily shifting higher as a share of the models in the market. And we know that customers are ever increasingly ready for that. That shows up in our market research. And indeed, the, the openness to EVs really changes visibly quarter by quarter. But you can see that in third-party studies by the likes of Consumer Reports and Ipsos that find that one in uh, three buyer or drivers are ready to consider an EV for the ne their next vehicle. That's tripled in about three years, and 70% expect to consider an EV in the future. Uh, we also have very stringent new GHG or greenhouse gas and CAFE regulations that will drive towards uh, automakers putting more EVs into market. And then resolving one of the key potential obstacles to EV adoption, public charging infrastructure, Congress passed and the president signed the bipartisan infrastructure package, which provides for $7.5 billion um, to fund pu public charging infrastructure. And so I think really the environment keeps tilting faster and faster in favor of EV adoption. Okay, I hear you. Uh, more charging, a lot more consumer interest and, and all that. But if I can, uh, not to push you into the, the, econom the, the bad economist role of having to uh, find the, the cloud in every silver lining, what, what do you see as the, as the threats? I mean, we, we're all worried about if we have these plans or if the industry is anticipating really rapid growth in EVs, in the market, you know, aren't there things that we're not expecting? Things like um, rising prices for raw materials for batteries as more uh, companies try to make batteries for electric vehicles or a lack of electricity generation and distribution, if not actually the, the charging units or, or are there other threats or are you just all altogether bullish? So you've pointed to three things. Um, so first of all, I think that that EV charging infrastructure still has to be rolled out. And ultimately, that fund that funding will be delegated to state and local governments, and they have to implement and roll it out. Um, and the in many ways, the earlier do they do it, the better because that's important for giving drivers confidence that the infrastructure will be there if they buy. And most critical of all is rolling it out across the highway system. So drivers are confident that they're, if they're driving an EV, there'll be ample charging infrastructure along their route. And you also need, you know, initially it's, 
you can start adoption with people who live in single family homes and can install dedicated home charging. But ultimately, widespread adoption means that there needs to be charging in the community for people who live in apartments and, and park on the street. So that's it's still not done. We've just made a lot of progress. In terms of raw materials for batteries and EVs, clearly the rapid increase in um, expected EV production, again, our announcements uh, announcements across the industry means there's more demand, and that's that's gone into relative pricing. But at the same time, that puts pressure on us and everyone else to just keep shifting our chemistries, our battery chemistry, uh, away from the most expensive materials. And uh, I believe in technological progress, and then we'll keep making progress on battery costs and that there will be dynamic uh, battery content in response to that. Uh, but certainly prices have gone up. And um, so that covers, I think, a couple of your points. Do you want to remind me yeah, of your third absolutely. threat? Uh, the other, I was wondering about <laughs> electricity generation and distribution. You know, do we, are we producing enough and electricity and especially clean electricity? So overall, there's ample generation. So power generators have felt like there's been declining demand for their, their power in recent years as many parts of the economy have become more energy efficient and the rollout of solar has, take, has reduced the demand of some households. Um, so I, I don't think... Overall generation is an issue. And I think the shift towards greener generation is, is happening pretty rapidly. And that's important to the environmental benefits of EVs, but still even a big power plant that uses oil, which is pretty rare at this point, right, would be more efficient than a little internal combustion engine in terms of emissions per um, per unit of distance traveled, for example, so then you get down to the issue of the local generation and distribution. So what about my street or your street? And there could be, you know, that's something that has to be taken on a very local level by utilities. But I think utilities, for the most part, are pretty excited about more power demand from EVs. Um, so hopefully they are, are actively looking at making these investments. All right. We've covered a lot. Thank you so much, Elaine. That was really wonderful. Great. Thank you so much for having me. That's Daily Drive for today. I'm Jamie Butters, Executive Editor at Automotive News. We've got the most comprehensive news on the auto industry 24 hours a day at autonews.com. Thanks to Josh Fried for his editing and production. Thanks to the ANTV team and web editor Victor Galvan for their support. And thanks to you for listening. Now, let's get to work. <laughs>